simple question. What is the ultimate goal of parenting? And it would be easy enough to answer if there weren't so many competing voices. Make your kids tough. Make your kids happy. Give them every opportunity, but don't spoil them. Make sure that they are kind and also very, very successful. As parents, we feel internal pressure and we feel external pressure from every new scientific study, from psychologists and authors, from friends and judgmental mother-in-laws alike. And they all make us feel like we aren't doing quite good enough. But it's awfully hard to hit the target if we don't actually know what we're aiming for. So on May 6th through 7th, Midtown Milestones will be hosting a free parenting conference weekend to help you see and savor the real goal of parenting. Joy. Joy is the target. Sign up at MidtownMilestones.com. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Midtown Midweek, a behind-the-scenes look at our sermons, our staff, in the city we love. What's up? This is Melly Fresh uh, here with Jake Player. What's up? Hello. How's it going? Good. Clash, did you know that's our new slogan, tagline of our I podcast? Not, but I love that, though. Uh, so comprehensive, Pete, right? That's great. I mean, it's okay. How has your all's weekend been? Been pretty good. I went to a concert last night um, at St. Andrew's Presbyterian. Uh, Andrew Peterson was there. Oh, well. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Free concert. Free concert. Yeah, it was really, really sweet. Question. As someone who does not normally listen to Christian music Mm -hmm. and who has never heard a song of his, Mm -hmm. but I'm familiar with his books, what would you recommend? Like as sort of like an entryway into his discography? Gosh. Uh, so this tour that he just did that he's on now is the resurrection letters tour, which I believe tells the story of Easter. So that could be a good, since we're in the Easter season to do that. I will say I've not actually listened to his music a lot before. And so a lot of the songs I didn't know last night, um, he does have a song called always good. That is really encouraging and beautiful. So if you're mm. looking for a song to listen to, to put your feet in the water, that would be a good one. And you said he's an Enneagram four. I think he is. Okay. I, I, mean, I would imagine most songwriters probably lean that way anyway. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, he's a really great author. And so he wrote a book called, uh, adorning the dark, which is about creativity and community. Um, and I remember reading it and <laughs> there was like one paragraph where he was like, I thought about like, I don't think it was trees. I can't remember. He was like, and I just was overwhelmed and was like crying in the fetal position on the floor. And I was like, you are absolutely in an Enneagram. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. He got choked up like so many times last night talking wow. about like the resurrection. It was, it was a really sweet night. That's I cool. mean, if there's anything to get choked up over, I'd yeah. say it's probably the top one. Yeah. He's the one that does the rabbit room. Yes. Artist collective, right? Yes. That's a really cool thing. Clash, how was your weekend? It was great, man. I love the weather. Just enjoy being outside, have a kids t-ball game and, you know, just hung out. It was, it was awesome. As far as a local spotlight for this week, Brandon, do you have something for us? Yeah, I don't think I've done this one yet. I, I will say that this is just a, per, a place that I personally enjoy a lot. So I give no guarantees about anyone else's enjoyment of it. But if you're ever in the mood for a... Um, 
a high-priced smoothie place. Ooh. Always. To make you feel good about yourself and healthy and all of that. Uh, there's a place called Clean Juice that I particularly enjoy. Yeah. And they have delightful smoothies. Uh, and they also have some salads and wraps and sandwiches. Uh, my particular favorite is called the Breakfast Wrap. It is a... Uh, I'm really sad because it used to have this awesome flatbread that was like this flour, really flowery. It's amazing. They don't have that anymore. And I was went into a season of mourning over it, mm-hmm. but uh, they don't have that anymore, but they do have tortillas. And so they do the wrap on a tortilla and it's just hard boiled egg and avocado and cheese and salt and tomato. Mm-hmm. And it is wonderful. Delightful. So I know there's a, there's a forest acres location near me. Where's that out in Lexington? Uh, on Lexington, it's on 378 near Lowe's Foods. If you ever go to the one in Lexington, tell them you want what Brandon gets. If I oh, say like that, they will know. These people. They, they know, know me. Huh. Wow. Yeah, they know me. Okay. Just tell them you want what Brandon gets, and then you can see if you enjoy the same things. So there you go. I'm going to put that info in the show notes, specifically the Lexington one, so that I want to hear from y'all if you will do that and what happens. So yeah. just let us know. And definitely let me know if you go there and say, I want what Brandon gets, and they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Please let most, us know on the midweek most of them, Instagram. Most of them will. All just, right. Just we'll to be see. clear, it's a Can't breakfast wrap. This out. <laughs> breakfast wrap, extra salt, extra toasted, with a <laughs> recovery salt. recovery one smoothie, but no banana, blueberry instead. All right. Wow. We'll see. Wow, you heard it here, folks. All right, check it out. All right, let's get into the sermon for this week. This is week two in unexpected compassion, talking about the story of the Good Samaritan. And what that means for us is we are ramping up towards Good Friday and uh, Easter Sunday. Brandon, were there some things that did not make the final cut of the sermon? You know, I talked about this a little bit at Lexington, but, you know, some of the more ordinary, you know, daily applications of having a posture of, you know, extending the compassion that you've received to others. And so I don't know that... um, how much Adam or Ant got into it and at downtown and two notch. But I talked a little bit about, you know, the, the applications of seeing people on your daily rhythms and routines and, you know, stopping and noticing them and maybe being willing to introduce yourself and start a conversation with them. And, you know, a lot of the, the ways that people end up getting involved, invited to life groups, you know, and invited to, uh, into the rhythms of our church family, I think are outworkings of seeing and noticing people. And, and really it's an expression of hospitality, and so I think that's a, a small kind of ordinary way that all of us can apply that idea into our lives. And so I um, used to have or had this thing that I kind of came up with myself a few years ago because I knew that, you know, I was not going to naturally do those things. So I came up with this thing I called the always rule for me. So it was just like if I'm out in my neighborhood, if I'm, you know, in a social setting or whatever, basically if I have an opportunity to meet someone and kind of strike up a conversation with them, I'm always going to choose to do that. It's like I take the decision out of it because I know if I don't, I'll, I'll probably end up not doing that. And so basically it's just like in my neighborhood, if I see a neighbor walking by, you know, just realizing like that might be the only time I ever see them. Like mm-hmm. even if my neighborhood's not that big, mm-hmm. there's no guarantees I'll ever see this person again. Mm-hmm. If I do, it might be years. And so why don't I just go ahead and take the opportunity now to say, hey, I'm Brandon. I don't think I've met you yet. What's your name? How long, how long have you lived here? What do you do in life? And uh, I just kind of saw like the Lord really work through that. Just simple 
simple step and, you know, got some, some really close friends and saw some people come to know the Lord. And so I, I think that's a, you know, just a, a simple way that we can apply this to our lives. The always rule. The always rule. So whenever I see someone new, I'm always going to commit ahead of time to introduce myself. Hey, I haven't met you yet. My name is, what's your name? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I don't always do it. So it's more like the sometimes rule. I like that idea a lot because I, I used to test very high extrovert, but I think since having kids, I now lean more introvert and just the idea of mustering up the energy to talk to someone new me most of the time it's like that just yeah feels exhausting i don't want to do that but having in the mindset no i'm gonna do it here's what i'm gonna say and it takes some of that mental yes energy when you've predetermined it it sort of eliminates the amount to where it's like i already know what i'm gonna say yes i just gotta walk up and open my mouth i love that idea it's kind of like what we were talking about last week with the coffee shops as well of like yeah we want to make sure that we're like meeting people and getting to know them and asking their names yeah how did preparing for this sermon impact you personally just knowing that you were going to teach this on sunday was there anything particularly convicting for you yeah i mean i think i had a few people at lexington come up afterward and just say like i'd never heard the the angle of you were you were not the good samaritan but Mm -hmm. jesus is Mm -hmm. and you you need a good samaritan before you'll ever be able to extend that kind of compassion to someone else like yeah um and i think anytime you you know wrestle with and preach a story like this a a passage like this uh, it's just a reminder of that, you know, of, um, you, you're not the hero. You're not the, the helper. Mm-hmm. Um, you were in need of this kind of compassion. Yeah. And that has to be the starting place for you, um, for, for everyone. And, and so I think it's just a, another, you know, gospel reset and a, and an encouragement to, um, never, ever, ever skip that step and, and to always recenter your neediness and, um, remember and reinforce, you know, I needed to be rescued from, from a ditch. Mm-hmm. And and that's what Jesus did for me. And if that is actually true, and that's actually the reality that I'm operating from, then, then that changes everything, you know, that, that gives me a fuel for, you know, compassion that I would have never had otherwise. When I know I've been rescued, I'm able to extend compassion. Others. Yes, for yeah. sure. For sure. And so I think even thinking through like, you know, the situations or the people or the whatever, where you kind of know, like, I struggle to have compassion here. I I, I know that this is one of those areas that I, I don't have what I see here in this story and, and, and trying to connect the dots to, okay, I think there's a, there's a lack of understanding of, of who I am and where I was and what Jesus did for me that is contributing to the lack that I have for this person of the situation. So we have talked about the Good Samaritan before. Uh, and I remember the first time I heard that perspective, like my mind being blown of like, oh, like that is who we are supposed to identify with. That is so different from how it was taught to me growing up. Um, but Yeah, I think it's challenging. Um, But I was thinking too, like, 
the whole perspective of like, okay, you're the person that actually needs the help. I think a lot of times I've noticed this in my life of like, okay, when we are living in community with one another, we are wanting to carry each other's burdens and help our church family. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is like a beautiful and necessary thing, but I think that it can get to a point where we are acting out of our own strength and not the Lord's. And so I was challenged yesterday listening of like, Oh, like I can't actually offer people help without like the Holy spirit because I, it has to come from that place and not my own um, strength. And so I was um, thankful for that reminder listening. Brandon, last question. Is there anything we can specifically be praying for you or for your family or your church or our family of churches? How can we be praying for you this week? I think from a Lexington perspective, um, one of our biggest issues we're trying to address is just space and kid town and yeah. having enough space for all of the, all the kids that are in our church and new, new families as well. And so it's just a constant thing that we're, we're working toward. And, and so, you know, more volunteers, uh, you know, figuring out creative solutions to expand our capacity so that everyone who wants to be there on a Sunday can be there, uh, would be, would be awesome. And then, um, I guess, secondly, like personally, like I have a sabbatical coming up later this year. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And you're really just praying for, you know, that season to be very refreshing and uh, restorative and, and, and beneficial. And so, you know, I know a lot of that comes with the pre-planning and, you know, making a good, a good plan for what, what we're going to do and, you know, all that stuff. So just been casually mentioning that to people of pray for preparation for that season. Well, I'm very excited for you. Yeah. That yeah, that fun. is exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for <clears throat> our church family. And thank you for, for Brandon and Christy and their um, dedication to Mental Lexington. I just ask that you would be with them as they prepare to to go on a sabbatical that that would be restful and restorative and just ask that with our midtown lexington campus that you would um, provide people and space and um, creative solutions to allow their families to feel cared for yeah we love you a lot amen amen thanks brandon info in the show notes for local spotlights get what brandon gets we'll see you next week (laughs) i know what you think (laughs) 